Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to The Witching Hour. The Witching Hour, the time between the worlds when the veil is thin and magic happens. Usually it's really late at night, but right now it's whenever you happen to be tuning into my podcast. The magic of my podcast is my beautiful guests. And this week I have a wonderful, beautiful, magical guest indeed. I have psychic, witch, and astrologer Renee Watt. You also may know her as Rainbow Glitter Star, and she is a glittery star and fabulous. Can't wait to introduce you. But before I introduce you to Renee, where's Patty? Got to find out where's Patty, because if I don't tell you, I just don't know. So where is Patty? Well, if you are listening to this week on the week we first drop, which is the first Monday of June, Monday, June 6th-ish, I'm home. I am home for a minute. I actually just got home. This weekend, I was just at Pacific Coast Paracon in Ventura. Uh, my dear friend and been on the show, Stefan Brigatti, um, hosted the first ever um, Ventura area Paracon, this beautiful old 1930s haunted theater. We are taping this a couple of days before, but I'm sure we had the best time. I did a gallery in this big old haunted theater and we did an investigation and we spoke all sorts of amazing people. So maybe I could tell you about it next week or make sure you come next year for sure. Cause I think we're going to do it again. Um, other than that on Tuesday, I do not have a class because I'm filming. I am filming a Hulu show. I can't tell you or I'd have to kill you. I, I guess you can't even say that anymore, can you? I just can't tell you because it's a weird world. So I can't tell you, but when it comes out, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a sexy, wild, fun one. Um, so I'm not teaching on Tuesday, but Sunday I am teaching at my school, University Magicus. I'm going to be teaching, I don't even know the title of it yet, but with Stefan Brigatti, the guy who just produced that Paracon, who's a very well-known paranormal investigator, uh, shaman, magical man and himself, we are teaching a class on kind of what to do with something dark gets in there. If you're on a paranormal investigation and attachments, possessions, I rarely go as far as possessions and exorcisms, but it does happen. And you really do need to kind of know what to do if something kind of comes home with you or the energy of it comes home with you. So if you're interested in that, or if you're a paranormal investigator and not interested in it, you should come anyways to Sunday. Just check out universitymagicus.com. And that's it for this week, except it is good time for right now to look at your calendar. And the last week in June, I'm going to be doing this wonderful weekend in Kansas at a place called the Lake House Inn. It's like this whole Patty weekend. I'm doing readings and ghost investigations and a gallery and a seance, all this really fun stuff. It's going to be intimate and small. Um, I've never even been to Kansas, so join me there if so inclined. You could look at the lakehouse.com. Actually, it's hoteljosephine1890.com slash reservations. Hoteljosephine1890.com slash reservations. If that's too much to remember, though, check out my Facebook, check out my social media. I'm going to really start promoting it, but it's a rare, intimate, small group in this cool old hotel with lots of spirits and lots of magic. So join me there if you can. I think it's time for the Willow Report. Hi everybody, guess what time it is? Yep, 
it is time for the Willow Report. So we should be waiting for obligatory yawn any second, if she's even awake enough to do that. But you might notice Willow's in her workout wear. Yes, she is, because she is trained. There we go. Yawn. She is training for the Wiener Nationals. But this is just isn't any workout outfit. No, no, no. This is kind of a designer workout. Yep, this is Vanderpump Dogs. Vanderpump Dogs. You guys know Lisa Vanderpump, right? She's reality star, restaurant tour, all around good gal who is super into animal help animal rights. So just this past weekend, we were at World Dog Day. Did you know it was World Dog Day? Who did? We did. And she has this great big party with vendors and lots of puppies up for adoption and food people and health people, a place for veterans, like um, therapy dog for veterans with PTSD, because we know how magical these are. So Willow got to do the red carpet. Yes, indeed, she did. And she was really good because you never know with her. And it was interesting because my little girl, who's queen of the Hollywood Hills, knows every dog, knows every house, gets kind of bossy sometimes and kind of pushy and doesn't always pay the best attention. I'm sorry, I'm telling on you. But guess what? She was out of her element. She was at West Hollywood Park and there was a couple hundred dogs there every kind of dog, huge St. Bernard's, huge fluffy dogs with rainbow dye color. I mean, just amazing. But she was like, huh, I'm, I'm not in Hollywood. I'm, 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 she was a little bit better behaved. And for the first time in her 14 month life, somebody actually said, what a well-behaved dog. And I looked around to figure out who they were talking to. It was me about her. You were called a well-behaved dog, Willow, because she was. Because again, she wasn't in the I rule the roost and you do what I say mode. She was perfect dog. She did the red carpet. She did a couple red carpets. She played with other dogs, big and small. And more than anything else, it brought awareness to taking care of pets, pet rescue. Um, this little outfit was very inexpensive and a hundred percent of it went to animal rescue, animal care, animal hospitals. So I love it when people with lots of power do powerful things for others. Lisa Vanderpump and Vanderpump Dogs, thank you. Thank you for all you do for our fur babies. Right, Willow? Right, Willow? Yeah. You want to go work out now? Ah. <sighs> That's the Willow Report. Hi, everybody. Let's do a little magic, shall we? Today, what we're going to talk about is the magic of water. Just regular, out of the tap, out of the stream, out of the bottle, water. Water is probably, mm, other than this land we stand on, the most important thing to each of us. Without it, mm, we're just dead. It is literally 55, 60% of our body. It is almost 70% of our planet. And guess what? It has super, super magical attributes. For those of you elementals like me, elemental witches, we know the West is water and you call in the emotions and the mists of the ancestors. But it also has all sorts of just magical attributes in itself. Number one, 
it always relaxes you, running water. If you know my 30-second exercises I talk about sometimes, if your, your emotions are out of hand or stuffed down or screaming out the window, you go run your hands underwater. It works every time. Just like an aspirin for a headache works, whether you understand why or not, the flow of water works really great. If you're tense and you're working in an environment and it's loud, one of those little tiny fountains right by your desk can relax and soothe everything. If you can't even have that, you get the sound of water. But water itself is crazy magic. Um, dream time, night time. I've talked about dream school before. The magic of just a glass of water by the side of your bed. Now, don't drink it. I do not recommend drinking water by your bed unless it's really sealed in a bottle or something. If it's really sealed and then a little farther away from your open water, but your open water is chargeable. If you look at, there's been lots of scientists and lots of studies of recently, and of course I don't know their names, but literally like the molecular changes of water, if you're write mean words or love words or happy words. So this has gone into science, but witchy people, magical people have known this for a long time. So my favorite thing with water is what I call dream school. It's like putting an open glass of water right next to your bed and saying, I want to talk to my guides. What is the meaning of life? What outfit should I wear tomorrow? Or show me what I need to know. What you're doing is actually giving the universe, your guides, God, your higher self, whatever you believe in, permission to download you while you're asleep. And that chatty old brain doesn't get in the way. That chatty old judgmental left brain doesn't get in the way. And you can get it through downloads or dreams or just magic. You wake up in the morning and you will have all sorts of great things. But another thing besides dream school, is for those of you who have trouble sleeping, which for my clientele base is like everybody these days, for who knows, the, everything's been off balance. Um, you have trouble sleeping, have some sleep water, call it insomnia water, put it by the side of your bed. Remember, this is a battery, it's a charger, it's a conduit. And say, everything that keeps me awake goes right into that water, whether it's a busy mind, thought process, muscle twitches, angst, heavy breathing, the snorer next to you, whatever that is. Say you're going to send it right into this water. It's amazing how it will help you just get right to sleep. Everything in the morning, just like the dream water, you throw it out. Or how about nightmare water? If you're having nightmares and you don't think there are these prolific ones sent to you by the spirit or your kids, kids always have bad dreams bad dream water, nightmare water. You set it by the bed, tell your kid whatever. Okay, all those bad dreams cannot hurt you. They go right into the water. Yep, one part of it is psychological as is everything in magic, but the real part of the magic is in the power and magic within water. So whether you're in the bathroom, in the shower, remember, let it be a cleansing shower more than just getting the dirt off your body. Let it flow through you. Let it cleanse your energy, cleanse your aura. Throw a little salt. You've turned it into a cleansing shower. Even how I talk about the, the commode so often, the toilet, everybody goes there. What is the toilet? It's a great big water cauldron. Yeah, it flows down to the ocean. If you have stress or you have worry, a little pinch of salt before you even sit on the commode, all your lower chakras are open. You relieve yourself. It's a magical ritual every time you flush. How cool is that? So whether it's in your shower or whether it's a stream going by, some of the best magic, if you're lucky enough to live by a stream or in LA, we have very cement streams and lakes, but you could still get to them over overpasses and things. Now, 
don't litter, don't ever litter. But what if you're sending off a wish that you want the universe or nature or God or the gods to fulfill? Write your wishes on a leaf. Send it into the water. The water will carry it into fruition every time. Don't use paper. Don't use plastic. Leaves, palm fronds, nature's paper. So get creative with it. There's just an endless amount of every part of the day. When you drink your water, charge your water with health and happiness. Drink lots of water. We Almost all of us need to drink more water. It's, it's the healthiest thing we could do for our body, for our mind, for our spirit, and even for our magic. There you go, here's two, the magic of water. And today's guest is a girl that I've like known forever, but we just realized we probably have never met in person. And now that she, and she was living in Southern California, and now that she's left Southern California, now we're going to meet. But yeah. let me introduce you. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's LA. That's the world. Yeah, um, that's the new world of, of, of living on in little square boxes. But let me introduce you to writer, astrologer, and witch, Renee Watt. Thank you, Renee, so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is such a great way to like finally sit down and have a conversation with each other. <laughs> I know, I know, in front of everybody. I mean, we've hung together at the same shops in Los Angeles, taught together online, um, all sorts of things. And I, it, it's it's about darn time. That's all I can yes, say. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I agree. No, I, I, um, I know you're very accomplished in all that you do. What I, what I am so excited about um, is your, I love the fact that you are a rich in astrologer because I love astrology in itself. I am not because it's a little too numbery for my little left brain side of things. You must dance between your intuitive and your logical brain. Um, and I know you write lots of different articles and columns, right? On yeah. astrology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is, and again, we just talked about this. That's why I'm jumping right in there. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm in, I'm in the paranormal world. I, you know, I ghost hunts and you do ghost hunts and all that, but yes. what is paranormal astrology? So this is one of my favorite projects that I work on each month. And it's actually, uh, it's something that I haven't really read a lot about, but it's just kind of, you know, I'm also a psychic. I also do readings. And so it's, one of these connections that I just started to naturally make as I was learning astrology. And for, you know, this particular project, I write for a magazine called Paranormality Magazine. And I write their monthly horoscopes, but it's not like, oh, you're going to find love or blah, 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 your business. It's more like, hey, like the Taurus new moon is going to be really good if you want to manifest something around your career or the moon is in cancer. So you're going to be feeling a lot more empathic than you normally would. So you should probably, you know, indulge in some sort of psychic defense practice. And so I kind of will take the analytical side of astrology, but I will tie it to, uh, you know, how I think it affects manifestation, psychic ability, paranormal encounters. You know, when we have Aquarius energy active, uh, it's, to me, very connected to alien encounters, UFO encounters. Um, if we're looking at, you know, if the moon is in an earth sign and you're going to go do a, a ghost hunt, for instance, I would look out for um, sensory type of cues that there's a presence. So like, you know, the chills on your skin mm -hmm. versus like a clairaudient thing, which might happen when the moon's in Gemini. 
And so to me, if you know what the planets are looking like and you know what how psychic ability or psychic phenomena manifests, you can kind of bring those two together to figure out what energy you're walking into and how you might experience it. I, that's where I was getting. I absolutely love that. I certainly love that you put it into our magical practice and our lifestyle, just not, are you going to find love on Tuesday? That mm -hmm. how it's going to work in your manifestation or your spell work or your practice or your ritual practice, but the paranormal thing. So now, so if we're going into seasons where the planets are and things like that, are you looking individually like now if the paranormal investigator is a, a Libra versus a Leo, is there ways that, that, that they can incorporate astrology into their into their paranormal stuff? Totally, totally. Uh, you know, if I was going to take your chart, for instance, and I knew you were going to go do an investigation, I would I would look to see if there were any um, planetary interactions that were happening in your natal chart. So basically, uh, what's do you know what your moon sign is? Libra, Sag rising. That's all I can ever okay. remember. I'm Libra, Sag rising. Perfect, perfect. So Libra, um, you know, if your moon was in, wait, so wait, Libra sun or uh, Libra yeah, moon? Yeah, my regular sign, I'm a Libra, October 13th. Okay. And, and my um, rising is Sag, that's all I can remember. Okay. I have it written down. <laughs> Either way, yeah. Well, I mean, even if we just looked at your sun, you know, mm -hmm. um, if, the, if the moon was in Libra, for example, uh, in, in real time right now, and it was crossing over your sun, I would think to myself, well, the moon is very emotional. So you're probably going to have emotional reactions to a presence versus something else. But if Mars was going over your, um, your sun or your moon or uh, a planet that, you know, it's triggering something in your chart, I'd say, well, you know, Mars is an aggressive planet. So you might have a cagey feeling, you might have more of a, you know, feeling in your stomach or your blood rushing and your blood pumping. Um, so things like that, or if Saturn was over one of your planets, you know, and it was very active, I might say you might not get anything because Saturn's a block. Um, or here's how you can walk around. Here's how you can work around it because there are tricks that you can do. So if I know Saturn is going to potentially block me psychically, I'm going to look for a way around that. And it could be giving an offering to Saturn. So it's busy with something else. There are ways to play with it. I, oh my gosh, you have something there. You could have a whole career in this with all, I mean, <laughs> everybody on the whole planet is a paranormal investigator right now. You could yeah. say, did you do your, did you do your chart before you go on this? Did you just like, yeah, oh, I, do the, I, could do uh, I need to bring this. Yeah. yeah I need this, this kind of ghost tool charm. versus that yeah. kind of ghost tool. That's bad. Now what well, about, yeah, I think that is, is brilliant. I, I, I think you could be the next hit of Paracons if you're not doing it honest. <laughs> just, I'm madam. People don't go there with this. And, and I get how they should. Now, on the other or the opposite veil of things. Mm -hmm. Now, if you know, I mean, if you're just calling in grammar or whatever, but if you're on a, a paranormal investigation and you know who you're calling in, yeah. would that help to know the spirits like astrological sign? Uh, I mean, I think it could. I think what would be really interesting is if you could look at someone's entire chart, because if we're looking at uh, the other side, like the, the afterlife, you would kind of want to look at the 12th house or where their Scorpio or Pluto placements were, because um, Pluto is kind of the planet that's going to connect us to the underworld. So mm -hmm. if I knew, you know, how Pluto was acting in that person's chart, I might try to tap into that energy and create almost a portal of sorts. Or I might 
dress a candle with the planetary affiliations of their sun sign or their Mercury sign, which is communication. So I don't, I totally, now you're getting my, my, I, I, I know we're spinning, we're spinning. Cause even yes. like, and I'm thinking like, even with mediumship, say somebody wants to talk to their, their mother, their father, they know everything. They when they're born, they know their whole chart. The, I, you know, knowing that again, just like how to talk to a Leo versus how to talk to a spirit. Yeah. Or what might attract them too. Right. And and how to talk to them. I think that's fabulous. So how did you get into this world? What is, what is your, what is Renee's story a little bit as far as into the magical world, your gift, the ability? I know you're super gifted. So. Thank you. It's, it's one of those things that kind of, goes back through my family a little bit, but I didn't know that until I made it my career kind of because my upbringing was pretty Catholic. And so finding out like my grandma used to read cards, but she stopped because she was too accurate. Like I never knew that, you know, and I had an aunt who read tea leaves and I find out later my mom used to have visions. Um, So that's kind of I would say the actual root of it, but in terms of when it came into my life, I was 10 years old and my eldest brother was seeing this girl who I was super close with. She was like another sister to me and she got a tarot deck. And then I was like, like what, you know, (laughs) you know, so I saved up my allowance and she took me to a new age shop and I got the Rider Waite tarot deck. And I was giving readings to my friends, giving readings on recess. Like I had a little circle of kids around me at recess every day. And it was just kind of like something I really threw myself into because it was just, you know, I I was raised Catholic, but nothing about that really resonated. And this I immediately was just totally connected with. And then from that point, you know, my mom did have a little bit of an interest in the paranormal. Like she would listen to coast to coast. And so she actually took us to a developing your psychic ability and mediumship class. And she, she had to get special permission for me to take it. Cause it was at the community college. And basically I was taught how to channel um, and like go into the astral realm. And I don't think I, she was using terminology like that. Um, but I realized later that that's what I was learning. And again, I would like channel people at sleepovers and it was like a party trick, I guess, in some ways. And then I found a book on witchcraft and formed a coven on my 13th birthday. And then, and then, you know, so on and so on. (laughs) That's beautiful. So yeah, just kind of nudged into the path. I I love that. Channeling at slumber parties. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So, so then Again, astrology being slightly different in the realm that many do it. Um, how, why astrology or how astrology? Because again, that's a whole different skill set. And it was one that I was always really afraid of. And kind of what happened there was I, you know, having this be part of my life for so long, I kind of was looking for, you know, what's the next adventure? How am I going to, you know, improve my knowledge base? And it was, pretty much right around my Saturn return, so around 28 years old, that I decided I was going to learn astrology. But I needed to create some sort of accountability for myself. This is Voodoo. She just hopped up. Um, I needed to create (laughs) some sort of accountability for myself. And so I built a podcast around 
me learning astrology called Witch Doctorate. And it was my idea was I'm going to like which university, I'm going to which school. And this is me getting my doctor's degree, my doctorate's degree. Um, and so I I really went into it like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm gonna read some books and then like talk, you know, discuss it with you guys. And I and I did not think it was going to turn into what it turned into because now I'm pulling charts every single day. But I had to learn because I had, you know, I had to commit to my podcast, basically. That's great. Accountability in public. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, so astrologically, does everything we've gone through, like this whole pandemic, does this all fit into an astrological thing? Oh, and yes. Really? So, <laughs> yeah. so a little bit about that without going too crazy. And, and. So what's next for us astrologically in this crazy place we're all in? Well, I mean, we've got, so kind of how it ties into the pandemic, in the beginning of 2020, we had uh, Saturn, which is our structures, aligned with Pluto, which is like a big bulldozer. And those planets don't move very fast. So it doesn't happen very often that they sit right on top of each other. And so it was about a month after that, that lockdown started happening. Uh, the whisper of COVID started to get real. And then, you know, it's just been like a steady decline since then. Yeah. Um, so now where we're at now, and I would say like the, the biggest astrological thing that I'm kind of following right now is we have what are referred to as the nodes of fate. And it's kind of like the North and South Pole of the moon. It's what gives us eclipses when we have, you know, we just had a lunar eclipse mm -hmm. two nights ago. Um, and so the nodes of fate kind of determine like when an eclipse will happen. And eclipses are known to really be these sort of like life, sh life shifting moments. It changes the course of your path. And we just had... Um, the North and South node at the end of last year, they changed signs. So this happens about every year and a half. And it kind of tells us what what's going to be happening for the next year and a half. So the South node is currently in Scorpio. And this is sort of what we're releasing. If you wanted to look at your natal chart, the South node might be your past lives. It's stuff you come into this world knowing, but you don't necessarily need to keep reliving. Mm -hmm. And right now the South node is in Scorpio, which is the most destructive sign. So... <laughs> We're just having a lot of destruction right now. <laughs> we are um, clearing out a lot of stuff. Things are changing. Meanwhile, we have the North Node in Taurus who really wants to build. And the idea is we're trying to rebuild our society after we've had all this stuff happen, but we're still getting kind of pulled back. And there are a lot of other astrological um, aspects that you could you know, align with what we're going through right now. Um, one of them being just, it feels like we're going backwards. Um, and a lot of that is just, you know, we have um, Uranus. I feel like I'm like, whenever I talk about astrology, I feel like I'm like learning out planets. And no, aspects. this is fabulous. I, okay, I, I'm okay. a total layman <laughs> in this. It is not my area. I'm understanding it. If I blank out, I'll let you know. If I like, well, okay. I'll let okay, you know. perfect. I'm getting That's it always my, my paranoia is always that I'll lose people talking to, like, technically. No. So um, another thing that we have going on is we have Saturn, again, which is our structures. And we have Uranus, which is, you know, it tries to revolutionize things for us. And basically, since the beginning of the year, they've been fighting. And 
you know, Uranus will try to get us to move in a certain direction and Saturn will be like, no. And then, you know, crazy stuff is happening. Our structures aren't consistent, but it also feels like, you know, we're going backwards. People aren't willing to change. And so this story, I don't feel like we're going to have a conclusion about what that looks like until maybe the end of the year. Okay. Okay. Um, because they're fighting. That's what the planets are fighting. We're <laughs> fighting. I guess that's all goes hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, so, but doing astrology, you know, like what you think is coming, you may not know, like prediction wise, what the, what we do with what's coming energetically wise. Can you tell like planet, like we're going to go into this mode or anything like that? Or you just, you can't tell yet. Like how everybody's going, we're moving into the age of Aquarius kind of stuff. Right. Right. Which a lot of astrologers say like, isn't a thing like we like we you know what I mean um I feel like if people want to say that we're in the age of Aquarius I don't care like let people say what they want to say um but in terms of like where we're going I don't know that I will make a ton of predictions per se but I'm very aware when like big transits are happening and where big like where we're seeing big movements um for instance you know uh the united states just had its pluto return which is the same thing as like a saturn return or solar return it's the the planet is going back where it was uh when the united states was born and you know again pluto is the planet of death and destruction and so the day that the united states had its pluto return Russia declares war on the Ukraine. And I was like, ooh, like, you know, like, because we're so involved in this right now and no one knows how it's going to go. So I know that this really intense planetary activity happened right when this happened. So I, you know, to me, I don't know that I would ever make a prediction one way or the other. But it just makes me feel like I can like prepare myself emotionally for certain things or I know when it's time to pull back. Like we're on Mercury retrograde right now. So I know that my internet might be messed up certain days or Mm -hmm. I know that traffic might be worse. So it's sort of like, okay, I'm aware of what is happening with energies, but I don't necessarily know exactly how they're going to play out. Okay. Um, that makes sense. And I'm not a person, I'm not a prediction person in my work or psychic work, but but I'm I'm thinking like just like you said, if you're going on a paranormal investigation and the the stars are here and the planets are there. So is there a way that we can be to get the best results? Like we should be more left brained or right brain, we should be more come from emotion, we should come from logic mm-hmm. as a as a yeah. people in general or individual kind of thing. Yeah, I think it would vary individual to individual. And it's so, and I'm like way more comfortable making um, predictions or judgments on how something might go. I never give a hard prediction because I think the future is fluid. Um, But if I'm talking to someone, I see their chart or it's a tarot reading or psychic reading and I know what their agenda is. I know what their goals are. It's way easier to advise like how to navigate the energy because I can say, okay, this is what I think you're going to, you know, maybe run into this is what I think your behavioral patterns look like and this is how I think you should maybe adjust things like that I think it's way easier person to person than it is on the grand scale of things Uh, humans as a whole (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. um okay here's a question I've never asked anybody in my whole life okay do do animals have a signs 
Yeah, yes. Um, Voodoo right here is a Taurus. She has a Gemini moon. Um, and if you wanted to read, you could read an animal's chart. Um, you would just kind of turn the chart in a different way because the sixth house is what rules animals. So if I was reading a person's chart, I would look at their first house and that would be what kicks off the, the chart. Um, in an animal reading, I would go over to where the sixth house normally would be and I would start that as the first house. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. It, mm -hmm. Even to layperson me. So that's okay, good. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so like a Leo dog versus a Capricorn dog. Versus, I, that's just yeah. fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think a Leo dog would probably be um i feel like a leo Barky? dog would think yeah and like think it was the alpha and the the capricorn would be a little bit more stoic and a little bit more reserved but like is actually the alpha but it's just like let's the leo think it's the alpha type of thing uh that's fascinating to me now again <laughs> you both being a um i'm just i'm throwing questions at you that yeah i, I love it Bring them. Um, <laughs> I, I, um i'm a tarot reader i'm a psychic i'm a medium but i'm absolutely not astrologer um is that a whole other layer like if you're reading somebody and you're not saying i'm doing you're reading someone do they tend to go hand in hand you're do they fit with each other do does they bounce off each other kind of thing or is your tarot gonna say one thing in your astrology and you have to meet them in the middle or is there I, I feel like the way that i interpret information from each tool is is similar but also totally different um but i think that there's always a way that that you can connect the dots you know that's your job as a reader right how do i connect yeah. these dots and so if i'm getting conflicting messages, I might just be missing something and I have to kind of look further or it could just speak to the internal conflict that person is dealing with as well. So um, I definitely think that you can use both. I don't typically do both at the same time just because when I'm doing astrology readings, I'm looking at a chart and that's all I'm looking at. Um, and it's hard to it's hard to kind of move away from that. And especially because um, with astrology, it's like I could do an astrology tarot combination reading, but it would kind of just depend on like what that person wanted. Like if they were getting married on a certain day and they wanted to make sure the energy was good on that day, I'd pull the chart. These are what you look out for. And then maybe a tarot spread on the marriage, something like that. Right. That's fascinating. Yeah, because I think that's one of the things that's always, you know, frightened me about knowing astrology because tarot we're using so much of our psyche skills. That's not what's in the book about tarot that how mm -hmm. you interpret and things. And from what I know from other astrologers, they go, it's, 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 this is fact. This is this, this is the number. Mm -hmm. This is the node that it's, it's, it's less malleable. I mean, not yeah. saying what's going to happen, but. Yeah. And I think that that's a really common perspective from astrologers. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, you still need your intuition when you're doing an astrology reading because if we're looking at the planets those are archetypes just like the hierophant or the high priestess mm -hmm. are right yeah. and so i really need to if i'm working with mars energy i really need to ask mars what it's saying and just like i would ask you know the emperor what he's saying yeah. and so i feel like the intuition for me i think it's it comes through just as much. I'm just using a little bit of a, like more of an analytical mind to pull in my tool. But I think intuition comes through 
all the time. Everything. Because even sometimes if I'm reading a natal chart and I and I feel like, you know, if someone's fourth house says that they have a strained relationship to their mother, but I'm not feeling that, I won't say it because I don't think I don't agree with it. You know what I mean? Right. And it could be something else. So that's when intuition totally comes into play. That is fascinating. Um, so what are some of the places where people can find you, both your regular astrology things and your paranormal astrology, which I can't wait to go to? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, the paranormal horoscopes are monthly, and that is um, a new, ma a fairly new magazine called Paranormality Magazine. Um, and you can find them on Instagram. You can find them online. It's available in digital and print. And then Shondaland.com. I write their monthly horoscopes and usually a couple of one-off articles every month. So like Pluto retrograde, I just did. And then astrology.com, I write the daily horoscope. So if you go to astrology.com, it'll be kind of the first thing that pops up what your daily horoscope is. Um, and then horoscope.com, I don't have bylines, but I do their monthly horoscopes and like their full moon reports. And then the news that you can subscribe to. <laughs> And they will do monthly horoscopes every month. So yeah, I'm writing, I'm writing a lot. <laughs> wow, that is, that's a lot of astrology. I love it. Ah, and I do love where you combine the magic part with that as well. So look, kick. I have so much fun with. That's amazing to me. Yay, yay for you. So, um, in general, not going what, not looking at what's going to happen to our planet or what's going to happen to our world. Um, what is some, does summer have a feeling to it planetary wise for a generalization or is that too general to look at? Um, I mean, to me, I think, I mean, it's hard because I feel like, um, if I'm looking at the world as a whole, it's messy or like astrology or not, it's messy right now. And, you know, I think that we're just going to be having to listen to the same type of news over and over again. Like we're on, the, you know, what's going on with the war? What's going on with COVID? What's going on with vaccine? We've got surges. We're down. We got masks. We got to take them off. We're putting them on again. You know, yeah. so I think it's just going to be a lot of the same. But I think that people are going to be looking for ways to escape that. So, you know, like on a social front, I think that people are going to really be just kind of like pulling in the people that they that they love their you know their their social nets and looking for ways to kind of just create happiness for themselves right i think that we're going to be looking for ways to like kind of build our own realities build our own little bubbles more so than we have recently so i kind of feel like i feel like it's going to be a little bit of a party summer for people okay um, you know but it's just it's just it's it's almost going to be like coupled with this like grim reality of the world so almost like a little bit of escapism you know just okay. to just to keep our, our our wits about us right well we probably need it again if yeah, people yeah. in their room for so long and, mm -hmm. and you can see the frustration that they're coming out so on the witchy you know astrology aside on your your witchy magical side your gifted yes. side um same thing. What do you think of this, like this new resurgence? Like we're fashionable now. Again, I've been doing this for so many decades, whatever. It's like decades ahead of the curve, but of the resurgence in, you know, alternative spirituality, witchcraft, paganism, even new age stuff that doesn't quite go to where we are. Is your thoughts on that because the world is so crazy or does that line up astrologically or is it just the fad of the moment? 
Um, it, it, there is an astrological, um, my, I have a friend who like pointed out astrologically why, but I cannot remember what they said. Um, from my own perspective, I think that it's a, almost like ties with a rise in feminism in a lot of ways. I think that women are just tired of like subscribing and not just women. I think people are just tired of subscribing to these religious, uh, you know, monsters or religious organizations that aren't very inclusive, aren't very empowering. And so I think that where this is coming from is people just don't want to be told what to believe in or that, you know, <laughs> you have to be like a man to talk to God as, you know, what happens with the Catholic church and a lot of other religions. And so I think that people are just moving away from uh, being excluded. And I think that's happening, uh, you know, in society as a whole. Now, there are people who are challenging that and fighting for, you know, fighting against that because they're threatened, you know, because we're trying to topple over the king, basically. Um, but I think that's where it's coming from, is people just want to feel independent and powerful and spiritually fulfilled. Right. I And I agree. And I think that's one of the good things coming out of all this. It's because but if it's because we're in scary times or whatever the reasons for it, we don't want the patriarchy. We don't want, I, I think people, you know, if they've gone back to church or temple or whatever, and it's just not quite doing it for them, they're mm -hmm. going to outside it. But what I do like about it is that we take responsibility. These other alternative forms of whatever you want to call it, you know, spirituality path is we do take responsibility, which is, I think we need to do for ourselves, for our own actions. So Yay. Hallelujah. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. The shadow, the shadow self is an important thing to recognize and look at. Yes. So, all right. I have a thousand questions, but we're running out of time. So tell everybody again, you guys have to check out this beautiful woman. So where can people find you, find your work, find websites, social media, give it all, give it all. I am most active on Instagram, which is rainbowglitterstar.com. And that's where I kind of promote all of the work that I do. And online, my website is rainbowglitterstar.com. If you want more information about, you know, my readings, or if you want to book something, you can reach out through the website or on Instagram. Um, I also have a podcast, The Glittercast. It's been on hiatus since my move, but it'll be back up again. Um, and then my old podcast, Witch Doctorate. Okay, that's beautiful. And where did Rainbow Glitter Star come from? I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, it literally, it was before I was even thinking about using Instagram as a tool for my business. I was just like, oh, I need to make up a username after downloading the app, app for the first time. And Rainbow Glitter Star just like popped in my head. And I now I almost wonder if it was like fed to me, <laughs> like, you know, like my guide said or something, because it was very much just like popped into my mind. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So that's why. <laughs> I love it. All those things though, rainbow glitter star. <laughs> right, exactly. What's the not love? Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Renee and Rainbow Glitter Star for coming yeah. to the Witching Hour, bringing your magic, your witchy magic, your astrology magic. Come back again because we're going to get into that paranormal stuff one more time. But I would love that. We could look at your chart even if you wanted to. And I would love that. I would yeah. love that. Um, so any last words you want for anybody? I rarely do this to people, but <laughs> if not, that's um, okay too. 
<laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like with last words, it's just sort of, I don't know, do what makes you happy. I guess I'd <laughs> be a good person. Do what makes you happy. <laughs> Amen. I like that. I agree wholeheartedly. So yeah. thank you, you guys. Everybody check her out. Renee Watt, Rainbow Glitter Star. See you on the Witching Hour.